Ooh. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. It's Tuesday. We back again, man. Back out here in the verbal cardio streets. What is verbal cardio, you ask? It's me running my mouth. Verbal cardio. That's all it is. Me running my mouth about this, about that, about whoever and about whenever. That's all verbal cardio is, man. I got my co-host, Water. Best co-host of all time, man. It gets no better than this. It gets no better than this right here, man. The, the, the most valued co-host in your life ever is this right here, man. Y'all realize that? You wouldn't even be around today without this here. So whenever you see me, whenever you think about me, man, I want you thinking water. I don't want you thinking about animal voiceovers. I don't want you thinking about comedy. I want you thinking about, man, Tony Baker, water, H2O, agua. That's the legacy I want to leave behind. Somebody asked me, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want to leave behind, man, Tony made me drink more water. That's what I'm going to say on my deathbed. I got, I, got, I got it mapped out. I got my deathbed mapped out. I'm going to be like, you know what? We had a good time. It was a good run. Drink more water. Out of here. Out of here, man. They want me to end the feed. I don't know what's going on with the IG live, but I'm cutting it off because it looked like it's paused. It's reconnecting. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to end it now, but I'm going to go back in, Patriot Saints. I'm going to go back in. Because I want to, I like to, you got to tease the IG live people, y'all. You got to tease them. You got to let them know, man, they missing out on the fun. You got to let them know they missing out on the fun. So here we go. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to go back in just to, just to give them a taste, just to give them a taste. I'm going to reinsert, man. I don't know what's going on with the live, but it seems to be something's going on. I guess, I guess, I guess the live ain't going to happen today. Let me see. Let me see. If you're listening to Verbal Cardio right now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the IG live back on. Cause I'm trying to I'm trying to drive traffic to my Patreon, so I'm trying to give them a taste of the live pod. See, it's not it's not working. Okay, so that's fine. That's fine. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's just us now. Shout out to my patron saints: Tim, Scotty, Latoya Larkin, Afro Geeks, Chloe Franklin, uh, Kevon Solomon, randomly CJ, Michelle S, uh, C Dub, Moyo. Dayo, Sherry, Keisha, Alice Marie, Nana P, Twa, Sharon McD, Miss Bree Renee, Harry Elam, Zakia Williams, um, Geraldine Townsend, Dominique Lachey, uh, Keisha Clark Lobato, it's Miss Smiley, Kobe McGuire, um, Brian Delmar, KC. Miss Josie, Slarita, Alice, 
uh, Ryan, Veronica J. Welcome to the fold. She finally did it. Uh, Sapphire Blaze, Jay Thomas, uh, Kristen R., Dwayne, um, almost said Dwayne Eyesight. <laughs> Analog Future, alrighty then. KD10, I see. Um, Alex Convoid, Michelle S. What's up, y'all, man? I appreciate y'all for being in here, man. Thanks for pulling up. Thank you for Karen. Um, I appreciate y'all. I'm going to get right to it, man. We got the mirror on the ones and twos, man. Yo, everybody, stop hating Jada Pinkett Smith. Stop hating her. Stop it. It's enough, man. Stop hating her. She don't deserve the hatred, y'all. Come on, man. Take it easy. Relax. It she is too is too much vitriol directed towards her. I get it, I get it. You're tired of her talking about stuff. You're tired of her talking about her relationship. You're tired of her talking about Tupac. You're tired of her talking about her upbringing and all that. But but come on, man, y'all are too hard on this woman, man. You're too hard on her. Relax. Ever since the situation shit, what 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 did they call it? With uh August? The entang ever since the entanglement, I've noticed y'all have been burning holes in her forehead. Especially men. Men, when y'all found out about the entanglement, y'all was like, oh hell no. Hell no. That's when she lost the men. Go easy on this woman. And the entanglement, I blame August. August messed all that shit up, man. He should have kept his mouth shut. He should have kept his mouth shut. August is the one that ruined everything. Hush. But, but that, I just feel like, I just feel like y'all too hard on this woman. Because what, because you know what I see with Jada Pinkett Smith. Here, here's what I see when I see Jada Pinkett Smith. When, when she started doing the Red Table Talk, it's the vibe. I like the vibe of the Red Table Talk. I liked it. Like, to me, Jada Pinkett seems like a good person to talk to at the, at, the, at the core of it. When she has guests on there and whatnot and she's talking and she's listening to people's stories and stuff like that, I feel like she really be listening. She be taking in what you're saying. And that's a, that's a skill. That's a gift that a lot of people don't have. There's a lot of compassion in that. And so for me... I'm just like, I like that. I like the vibe. Like, it was her, it was Willow, it was her mom. And I like the three different generations of, you know, just conversation. Somebody says she fake listening. How do you know? How do you know she fake listening? How do you know? 
How you doing? Fake listen to me. If 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 you if that's fake listening, fake listen to me. Cause I like to talk to people where I feel like I'm talking to you, you taking it in, you just like, mmm, mmm. They reacting to what you're saying, they pointing, she be pointing. She be like, that part. She be listening. So that's how you draw me in. And so, you know, um, and Tommy, Tommy Davidson had a story about her when he was on a Shannon Sharp joint. And Tommy Davidson was like, they were, I guess they were shooting, I think they were shooting Woo or whatever. And he said that Jada noticed that his energy was off. And, you know, Tommy Davidson was, you know, being silly. And, you know, you know how comedians are. We be cracking jokes. We be being silly. But we be going through shit. But we we out here. We cracking jokes. We trying to make everybody laugh. We trying to look like. And Jada told him, she was like, what's what's going on with you? What's what's wrong? You okay? She was like, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You okay? What are you talking about? Yeah, man, come on. And it turns out that. His his mom uh, his mom had resurfaced or whatever. If you don't know Tommy Davidson's story, man, his mom dis- discarded him when he was a baby. Just discarded him. And so his mom had resurfaced or whatever, and she shut down the whole shoot or whatever. And he, he's just like, all right, we're going to shut down the shoot for the day. Tommy, you know, you go handle that. And stuff like that is just... You know, having people around like that, that's that's dope. And a lot of y'all saying it's paid advertisement. See, y'all, no matter what she does, y'all just ain't with it. Ain't no talking to y'all. Ain't no talking to y'all. You got your minds made up. Ain't no talking to y'all about nothing. Y'all think everything is fake, everything is bullshit, everything is... Y'all just got it in your minds that this woman is pure evil. All right. Okay. All right. Just, just have it. Just you want it. Just have it then. Have it. Take it. Just take it. I'm more annoyed at people that are always talked about, but the talent don't match up. Like what's the old girl's name that was with Blueface? That girl, Krishan or whatever. I see her all up and down my timeline. I'm like, why? Why? Because at least, at least, if I'm a fan of what you did, like I have, I have memories attached to Jada Pinkett Smith on the talent front. Minister Society, A Different World, Low Down Dirty Shame, Jason's Lyric, <laughs> Scream 2, Demon Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got memories attached to the talent of the person of why we even know who she is. But when you come in and there's just, there's, you just, we just know you from, from, a, from a volatile relationship with, with an artist that I'd just be like, man, get get this out of here, man. 
that's when I'll just be fed. I'll be like, man, who is this girl and why? Why are we invested? What has she done for us? What, is, what has she done for us? Jada has given me entertainment. Jada has given me entertainment in The Matrix, Girls Trip. She's given me something. She's given me something from an art form. Some of these people out here, man, famous with no talent. Like, you, you're giving us nothing. You're giving us, you know, your life or whatever, but you're giving us nothing from an art standpoint. That's when I'd be fed up. Man, why are we talking about this girl? Go easy on Jetty, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Just relax. Let her promote her book. Tell her story. Just, I know, I know you're tired. I know y'all tired. I know you're tired. We got to blame some of the journalists here, too. I mean, they feed right into it. It's more like, it looks like she's doing a lot when it's one interview. It's like a couple interviews here and there from different places. But right. they know that when her name is attached, we got to drop bits and pieces because yep. everybody's like, oh, my God, here she goes again. And it's like, well, what does that bring? Clicks and views. That's yep. how they work it. That's how For journalism sure. works nowadays. That's it. They they want the number. They want eyeballs. They want engagement. Let's talk about Pac. Let's talk about you and Will's relationship. Let's talk. About, and, you know, falling right into it. Saying that every site going to pick it up. Every no matter site. where you go, every site going to pick it up and yes. they going to run with it because they know. Of course. It's going to bring in the views. Of course. And anybody that's attached to Tupac, am I getting Jada's book, Ashley asked? No, I don't read like that. So <laughs> I'm not getting the book. But this, this, there's a book to promote. The book is coming out. Um, I read books on occasion, but I, I'm not going to get the book. But Anybody associated with Pac, it's not just Jada. Anybody that's associated with Pac, when they when they give interviews, they're gonna ask about Tupac. Plain and simple. Oh, we we talking the we talking to Mike B from Digital Underground? Let's talk about Pac. Are we talking to the Hughes brothers? Let's talk about Pac. Oh, we 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 talking to Shock G? Let's talk about Pac. Are we talking to anybody from Thug Life? Let's talk about Pac. That's just what it is. I know Shock is gone, but he's done interviews talking about Pac. So you know. That's what it's going to be. So when you talk to Jada, they're going to bring up Will Smith. They're going to bring up Tupac. It's going to come up. So I'll just be like, man, just, just, just go easy on it, y'all. Just chill out on the hatred. Chill out. Relax. Relax, y'all. Take it easy. And people, you know, people are nosy. People are nosy. I I, I did a video about this uh, on my Instagram about people asking me why me and Sabrina broke up. 
just asking me direct, like, yo, why y'all break up? What happened to Sabrina? And somebody in the comment section said, you know, when you put your relationship out there publicly, we got a right to ask. And it's not a shock that people ask, but it's just like, for people to really expect an answer, that's the wild part. And it, But it just goes to show you, it just proves my point. People want to know about the relationship. They want to know. We 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 saw y'all together, man. What happened? Why y'all why y'all not together? What, what what's going on? And it's just like, why you want to know? Like if I'm dating somebody and we talking, by all means ask what happened. You know, it's valid then because, you know, if we dating and you want to know about, you know, my ex, that's that's par for the course right there. But just randomly in the comment section, LB2309 asking, what happened to Sabrina? And then I'm coming in with the answer, the complicated answer on why we broke up. <laughs> That's what you expected? Like, I'm glad you asked this, LB2309 underscore 617. Uh... People be nosy. They be wanting to know. And Sabrina say they be in her comments all the time asking about me. And I'm just like, leave her alone about me. And then since me and Sabrina are cool, we got a, we got a good relationship post breakup. Why don't y'all get back together? Get back together. Y'all still, y'all still be commenting and talking. Get back together. I don't like people telling me to get back together. Hush. I don't like that. I don't like it. Hush. If my close people, if my close family and friends ain't saying it, I need y'all to hush as well. Don't be speculating. Don't be projecting. Don't be creating narratives. I don't like it. Hush. Just letting y'all know and leave her alone about it. Leave her alone. Y'all be stressing her out, man. Hush. This was the big reason why we even contemplated even telling telling about the breakup publicly because it was like, you know, people be doing too much. And so, you know, we had to, like, well, you know, do you want me to announce it? Do you not? You know, it's, it's you know, because it, it's, it's, it's tough to deal with. It can be tough because people just be talking, man. Hush. Anyway. Yo, somebody, KC, yes, uh, yes, they do, Tony. Somebody even asked me. Are you both still having sex? Like, really? People are too bold nowadays? Wait, KC, they asked they ask you if, if me and Sabrina were still having sex or if you and yours were still having sex? <laughs> That's wild, though. 
Because I get it. Like, you know, if you got a close relationship with your friends and family, of course you're going to talk about your relationships. But just on the regular, on, on, the, on the public space. And people feel like, yo, if you, if, you, if you had this relationship out here publicly, man, then, then this comes with it. It doesn't have to come with it. It doesn't have to come with it. Just because we, just because we was on each other's social media, doesn't mean it has to come with it that you got you got to know the the intricate ins and outs of the relationship. They asked Sabrina that. See, that's man, that's wild. Y'all wild for that, man. Y'all are wild. And y'all got to be careful what you ask me because I'll grill you. I'll throw you on the grill. I'll block you. I'll throw you on the grill. I'll pull you to the side. Don't be at, be careful. Be careful who you pull this shit on. Because I will grill your ass. I will put your comment up on my page. I will throw you up. I will let the people (laughs) do what they will with you. Don't bring that horse shit over here. You're going to get embarrassed. Please don't. Just don't. Good. Good. Um, so, I asked the patron saints about topics they wanted me to touch on. Um, Annette Rogers said we need a Halloween spooky episode. I'm not mad at that. We could have that one later on in the month. I'm not mad at that at all. We got to do more paranormal joints anyway. Um, Slorita was like, talk about the fact that movie night shouldn't take place without me. Slorita, you be missing in action, man. Look out. You be hard to find nowadays. Um, Nana P, uh, I had this or that. Uh, since you missed, you were late on daddy issues. Nana P asks, would you rather be extremely musty where people can smell you coming or extremely chapped lips that flake when you talk to people? Damn. I'm going to go with the chapped lips. I'm going to go with the chapped lips. Because if I'm big musty, if I'm big musty, and you can smell me coming, man, look out. Hey, but the man Tony coming, man. How you know I smell it? Everybody's nostrils move. Here come Tony, man. He coming up in here. Big Musty? Because when you Big Musty, people going to be pissed. You know how y'all mad at Jada Pinkett? That resentment is going to happen with me. It's going to be like, man, we would invite Tony to the game night, but he just too musty, man. I can still come to game nights with the chapped lips. They're going to roast my chap lips, but I ain't going to get denied entry into the spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the movie theater, Big Musty. You know what I'm saying? I'm at, I'm at Functions, Big Musty. I'm at the Oscars, Big Musty. I'm at the Grammys, Big Musty. I'm in people's green room, Big Musty. I'm on stage performing, Big Musty. Man, look out, man. I could never live that down. If my lips was chapped, he'd be like, man, Tony's lips is always chapped. But he funny, though. He smells good. I might be able to still get a girlfriend with the chapped lips. Maybe. Maybe. I might have a shot. 
But if I'm big musty, though, I don't know if I have a shred of a chance. If I'm musty all the time to where you smell me in advance, that's got to dry the coochie up. At some point in time, the coochie got to be dried up on that. She could be like, I love his personality and he's cute, but my nostrils, I'd be pissed. When people musty, when people big musty, I get pissed. Like if you homeless, I give you, I give you grace. Like if you living on the streets, I'd be like, all right, man, times is rough. I understand. But when you out here with, with a job and, and, and groceries, products in your home, you have running water, you have soap, shampoo, and conditioner. You got a washcloth. You have cleaning products. And you be big musty. I get pissed. I'll be mad. I'll be like, yo, why are you this musty? Why are you this musty? You're not even gonna fight. You're not even gonna fight the good fight. You just gonna be big musty out here. We we in here, man. We in here working, man. You in here big musty. Trying to get work done, man. All I got is your must in my nostrils. I can't even focus. I'm going to be mad, man. Especially we in tight quarters. I can't have you as a guest on the podcast. You big musty. I can't invite you over. You big musty. I can't date you. You big musty. I'll be sitting across from you at the restaurant. I'll be like, so, uh, how long you been in L.A.? Oh, okay, okay. It's crazy. That's crazy. Big musty. Now, don't get me wrong. Chap lips all the time? Oh, trash. Forever chap with the, the chap pieces just be flying off? That's terrible. But at least, at least I can still be like... She got pretty eyes, man. She got pretty eyes. She smells good. Body is, mm, skin is just, yeah. She funny, man. She got mad personality, man. Her lips chap. We ain't going to be making out. We ain't going to be making out. Don't kiss me. Don't. Stop. 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 Don't kiss me. If your lips is big chapped, we just won't be a kissing couple. Cause you're gonna you gonna cut me. My skin is sensitive. Don't kiss me. Stop. Stop. You may kiss the bride. I'll be like, oh, do I gotta kiss the bride, pastor? Then my lips get shredded up at the wedding, like, ooh. you know what I'm saying? But to answer your question, not a P. I would rather have the chap lips than be big musty. That's a good this or that, though. Um, Alrighty, then, is uh, asking about caring for a sick loved one and everything that comes with it. I think about this often, uh, and we were talking about it in one of the movie nights. When you have a loved one that's that's not doing well, that takes a huge toll on everybody, of course. 
I've known I've known friends and you know family who have lost uh, loved ones. They're just trying to care for them. You know, um, I got a friend of mine who lost his wife to cancer. Um, young couple, and I always look at him and just be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't imagine what he had to go through caring for his wife that's just slowly just, you know, leaving. And I'm just like, man. Especially when, you know, and it's super tough when you got a loved one that's not that's not putting in the work to make themselves better. That's that's the frustrating part where, you know, you get your diagnosis. The doctors are telling you you need to do this, you need to do that, and then you want to stand firm in your your day-to-day, you know, rituals and, you know, you still going to smoke, you still going to eat the bullshit. When they told you, you know, this is what made you sick in the first place, you still going you still going to do this. You still going to do your normal routine. And they telling you like, no, you need to, you need to cut back on this. Stop doing this. You need to do more of this. And you be like, no, nah, I'm gonna just do what I've been doing. Meanwhile, your family, your loved ones, they stressed out. They trying to. They taking you to. They taking you to doctor's appointments. They taking you to surgeries and all this. And you just gonna sit there and stand firm in the bullshittery like that. That to me is so selfish. And then they can fall back on, well, I didn't ask you to help. I'm like, man, what do you expect, man? These are your children. These are your, this is your spouse. This is your, you know, your your nephew, your niece, whoever's caring for you. Yeah, you may not have asked, but still, you know, just have some type of regard and grace for people that are loving you and trying to, trying to get you back to health. And then you out here like, nah, I'ma still smoke. Nah, I'm I'ma still, I'ma still do this. That's basically a fuck fuck what you doing and what you talking about. And the efforts that you're putting in to make sure that I can go to the bathroom, make sure I'm cared for, and make sure, you know, I'm getting groceries and whatnot. That's tough, man. Cause it all it almost it, it makes you want to throw in the towel. Like you ain't fighting for your life. Why should I? And then then they have to grapple with the guilt of giving up on you. Now they want to give up because you're stressing them out because you're not making the necessary changes to get yourself back to hundred percent. You're not even putting the work in. They putting in all the work. And then you push them to the edge, and then it's like, everybody abandoned me. No, because you're not putting in the work. You're not fighting for your own life. So that's tough. It's different when you got a sick loved one, and they fighting. They doing everything. They following the rules. They they doing this. They doing everything they can. So even, even if you have a, a, a caregiver that's loving on you and helping you through it. At least they can see. They'd be like, "Man, you really are fighting. You you doing you doing the good fight." And now they can they can at least through the pain that they're enduring, watching you fade slowly. At least they can be like, "Man, they fighting, they fighting, and I'm gonna fight with them." You know, you're motivating your team. So yeah, that's tough. 
Because if I'm if I'm your caregiver, I'm cussing you out. Sorry, Zakia. I'm cussing your motherfucking ass out. I'm like, you still smoke? Give me the goddamn cigarette. That's me. I'm gonna get fed up. I'm gonna, I ain't gonna take no horse shit. I'm like, man, give me the goddamn cigarette, man. They done told you. You ain't supposed to be smoking these. You ain't gonna tell me what well then we tussling. And I'ma win the tussle cause you sick. Give me the goddamn cigarettes. I'm sick of you. I'm the caregiver you don't want. Cause I'ma be in your ass cheeks. I mean, like, they told you to stop eating this. Why are you sitting there eating this? Because I want to. Man, give me the goddamn. Give me this. Now, you're going to drink this green juice and you're going to like it. Now, I don't want to drink the. Take the green. Get the green juice down up in here. Sick of this. You better. You better. You don't want me to be your caregiver. Now, if you really fighting for your life, you re- you willing to put the work in, you're going to love me. Because I ain't taking no shorts. I ain't taking no shorts. I ain't taking no panties. I ain't taking no boxer briefs. I'm the caregiver you need. But if you want to give up, if you want to stick to your little ridiculous ways that got you sick in the first place, you don't want me to be your caregiver. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm not taking the horse shit. I'm in there. Get your ass in this wheelchair. You having green juice tonight. No Kool-Aid. You getting the green juice and you going hush. Sick of this. That's me as a caregiver. Tough. Tough love. And you ain't going to be musty. If I'm going to be bathing you, we're going to get you smelling right. Put Put the deodorant on and hush. Sick of this. Um... Let's see. Let's see here. What else we got up in here? What else we got up in here? Keisha Lewis asks, Halloween to trick to trick or to treat? Do you like scary movies? If so, name some of your favorites. Um Growing up historically, man, I really liked Halloween. Uh Halloween was a good time. I was Spider-Man. I was Spider-Man for 5 years in a row. I had the same Spider-Man costume for five consecutive years. My mom was like, what you want to be, Spider-Man? I was Spider-Man for five straight. I was out here, man. Peter Parker. Um, And, you know, we used to get the goods, man. We used to walk around Chicago trick-or-treating and, uh, you know, coming up on the good stuff, the good stuff. And, you know, candy's got more advanced as time went on. But, you know, back in the day, then you come home with your with your loot. And we would have little Halloween celebrations at the uh, at the school. 
I was Spider-Man at the school. And we go out. And you know, you always hear those urban legends about they be putting razor blades in the candy, y'all. They be putting the razor blades in the candy, y'all. Watch out now. Y'all better be careful now. They put the razor blades in the candy, y'all. Watch out. Look out. Watch out now. Y'all got to inspect the candy. Nobody was inspecting shit. Wasn't nobody inspecting the candy. Let's be real. Let's keep it 107%. Wasn't nobody inspecting the candy. Was y'all really out here opening up the chocolate candy to see if it was razor blades in there? No, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. Y'all would just overlook. All right, everything looked legit. Don't give me that apple. Give me the apple. Y'all didn't trust the fruit. The fruit wasn't trusted. But give me that apple. Nah, we're not doing the apple. But the candy, y'all was like, all right, man, let's, let's get it cracking. But the fruit, we didn't trust. Here's an apple for you guys, man. Look at, watch out. Unless it was a candy apple. If it was one of them candy apples, one of them taffy apples, the taffy apple was fair game. The taffy apple? Do y'all remember the taffy apple? The apple with the stick on it and you had the, the caramel and the nuts. The taffy and the nuts. And you just went to work on the taffy apple. Man, them taffy apples was fire. I want one right now, man. I want a taffy apple right now. I can see. I can I can smell it. I can taste it right here, right now. Um, as far as scary movies, man, I used to like scary movies when I was real young. And then 1982, I'll tell you when everything changed for me. I'll give you the exact date. Of when everything changed for your boy. When it comes to. So it was. Uh, hold on. Before before I confirm. Okay. I want to say. It was 1982. This movie came out in 81. 1982. So. Hold on. Let me check something else. Typing. Okay. When did this come out? Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm going to make sure I got all my info correct. Oh, this was the same. Okay. All right. I was born in 1977. 78, 79, 80, 81. So when I'm about four, I used to be up by myself watching The Howling. There's this werewolf movie called The Howling. And I used to, I would, you know, I would watch it on cable, you know. Four years old, up, I'm the last one awake. The Howling was on. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, The Howling, oh, that's cool. I was fine. I saw I saw a werewolf. I saw a man turn into a werewolf, skin bubbling, pulsating, 
I just took it. I was like, man, that's really cool. Fast forward to the following year, 1982. This is where everything changed. I saw American Werewolf in London. For some reason, and it's a werewolf movie. Again, again, the howling is a werewolf movie. I was able to take that. I took the howling to the face. American Werewolf in London. I see it. I go with my older brothers to a friend of theirs house. They watching American Werewolf in London. I'm sitting there. I'm watching American Werewolf in London. I don't know what it is about that movie. That movie tore my soul in half. I wasn't the same after that movie for years. I don't know. I don't know if it was the savage attack in the beginning of the movie. I don't know if it was the the howl that the the that the werewolf had when they was walking in the London countryside. I don't know if it was the way his dead friend was looking and every time he saw him in visions. I don't know what it was about that movie that tore me up to where I threw up in my sleep that night. I threw up in my sleep that night. I was like, the movie, mom, the movie. Tore my soul in half. Compound that with my viewing of which was in that same time period because we were living on Vincennes. I remember the apartment we were living in. Compound that with my first viewing of The Shining. These two movies back to back tore my ass up. I was scared of everything. After that, I was scared of everything. I couldn't handle it. I was like, nah, man, nah, nah. Now, mind you, this is 82. 82. Thriller comes out in 82. Thriller, Michael Jackson, he debuts the Thriller album. Video. He debuts the Thriller video. It debuts on Friday Night Videos. He's like, the Thriller video. I watched the beginning when it's regular. Michael Jackson taking the girl out on the date. They go into the movies and then... They had that little that, that little that little scene within the movie that's scary. The girl is scared. I'm watching it all the way up into the part where the zombies start coming out, and the girl's like, oh my God. She's looking around, the zombies are coming out, and then she turns around and Michael is one of the zombies as well, looking back at her. I shut my eyes off. I took my eyeballs out. Threw them in the trash. Took my eyeballs out. Like, don't need them. Didn't watch the rest of the video. I was out. I was in the bed. We was in, we was all in the bed. We was all in my mom's bed. Me, my brothers, my mom. And I just covered up. I was like, nope. Nope. So ever since then, 
I was scary movies was tearing my ass up after that. It was just, I couldn't. And my brothers was watching the scariest shit ever. They had no remorse for their little brother that was going through turmoil because of these scary movies. I'm going through the ringer. They they rent movies like From Beyond, The Reanimator, um, The Thing. That's the that's that's the final piece. The Thing. I'm let me get to that in a second. So they just renting scary movie after scary movie, and I'm just like, man, come on, man. It's just I'm terrified. They talking about. I remember when I heard my brothers talking about Freddy Krueger, The Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm ear hustling. And I don't know that I didn't hear my brother say it was a movie. All I hear is, you know, it's this dude, Freddy Krueger. You know, when you when you sleep, if he kills you in your dream, you die for real. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. So I'm behind the couch like, come on, man. I be sleeping. Ooh, I'm behind the couch. Done. And they like, man, what's going on back here, man? Freddy Krueger, man. I be, I be sleep all the time. I was obliterated. He was like, it's a movie. I'm like, it is? I was done. So it was like movies was tearing me up. And then one night when they were watching The Thing, 1982, The Thing, which still remains the scariest movie I've ever seen. I saw images within The Thing. I I was devastated. For a full week, I couldn't get my feet together. I was in school. You know the Spike Lee shot where the, the, the actor is just moving through the scene. He's just sitting and it's just, this was me going to school. I'm in school in the daytime. I'm thinking about a human head that had spider legs on it. I am in shambles. I remember the thing when I saw it, I was up all night that night. I stayed up until sunrise. Done. My brother's fast asleep like nothing ever happened. I'm devastated, McGee. Movie ruined my soul. I was like, yo, let's go see Gremlins. Gizmo is cute. I go see Gremlins. I was up all goddamn night. I got back to the crib. I kept hearing back that noise they would make when they were gestating before they turned into the gremlins. It was like, I'm just like, I'm up all night. I'm sleeping in my mom's bed on a regular basis, man. Everything was tearing me in half. I was like, I can't handle these movies, y'all. I can't handle these movies. They were stressing me out. I remember I was scared to watch Never in the Story because I was like, man, there's probably some scary shit in there, man. I don't know who to trust. 
My dad was like, my dad was like, yo, let's go see Never Ending Story. I was like, no, dad, please, man. Let's watch the Jungle Book. <laughs> let's watch the Jungle Book. My brothers was like, man, we don't want to see the Jungle Book, man. Never Ending Story. I can't. I can't. Then when I fast forward to when I watched Never Ending Story, I loved it. I was like, man, this movie was fire. What was I tripping on? Man, shut up, man. You're soft. Evil Dead 2 tore me up. Evil Dead 2. Now, the fly was just gross. The fly was gross. I was just like, ugh, but I was able to sleep. The fly was gross. But Evil Dead 2 tore my ass in half. Clean in half. Evil Dead 2 was funny, but that shit is so terrifying at the same time. Uh, I was up all night. Now, now, looking back, these are the best scary movies of all time to me because they tore my life in half. Now that I'm grown, I can look at these movies and be like, they got the goddamn job done. The Thing, to me, is the best horror movie ever made because it is, it is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Exorcist never scared me like that. Little Shop of Horrors, easy work. I could watch that all night. So then, then, then around like 88, 88 is when I came out of, out of just pure shookness. And I was like, all right, I can handle these scary movies again. Jason, I can always handle. I can always handle Friday the 13th. I can handle Halloween. I can handle those type of killers. But that, that monster shit, ghosts and monsters and aliens, Whoo, man. So I had to fight for my life for years from, from 82 to 1988. I was fighting for my goddamn life. Oh, I was fighting for my life. And let me tell you where my fear of spiders came from. The original fly from the 50s. The 50s or the 60s, whenever the original Fly came out, I saw that movie. I was like, yo, man, he looked ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Because if you ever seen the, the black and white Fly movie, it's, it's mad ridiculous. Like, he, he got on a lab coat. <laughs> he got on a lab coat. And she pulled the little, the little towel off his head, straight Fly head. Straight Fly head. His hands were furry. It's mad ridiculous. It's like, yo, man, come on, man. He's standing there in the lab coat, regular human body, pulling the thing off, fly head. Just look like pure costume. So I'm like, man, this is silly. So I'm taking it as a kid. I'm taking it. The part that tore me in half, that had me up all night, that had me in my mom's bed yet again, was the end of the movie when they sitting at that park bench and they hear that help me. They hear that little voice saying, help me, help me. And I'm just like, wait, what's, what's happening here? What, what's happening here? And they looking around, they're like, help me. And, and they look down in that spider web. 
and they see they see a man with a human arm and a face. The rest of his body is is a fly, and he's stuck in that spider web, and that spider's coming for his ass. That shit tore my ass loose. I was like, that scene, I'll never forget it. I will never forget that image. I was just like, because he was terrified, man. That spider was coming for his ass slow when I was just like, spiders really be doing this? Ever since then, I was like, man, nah, spiders, man. Mm-mm. So that that right there, I was just like, I'm scared of spiders. And the, and the fear of spiders lasted way, fear of spiders lasted way past my, my fear of, of movies. So, yeah. So I hope this answers your questions because Prometheus ruined you. Prometheus, the uh, the one based on the aliens. What's a non-horror movie that freaked you out? There's a couple of non-horror movies that, that made me, that had me up all night. This movie called Roswell about, um, about, you know, the alien crash in Roswell. For some reason, that movie had me up all night. I was like, man, that shit was real. Like, I was up all night. And I was older then, too. This is like the 90s, so I was just like, for some reason, I just couldn't get the alien faces out of my head. I was just like, another movie that that tore my ass in, uh, in half was uh, Philadelphia. When I watched Philadelphia, I couldn't sleep. I was just like, I have it. I have AIDS as well. Like for some reason, I was just like, I have it too. Mind you, you know, I hadn't even kissed a girl by then. But I was like, oh yeah, I have it. Because that was the first time, you know, I would hear on the news about like, you know, the, the, the little boy Ryan White and, you know, Arthur Ashe, Rock Hudson, of course. But I was just still kind of like, man, that's crazy. But when I watched Philadelphia, I was just like, oh, okay. Now, now, now I'm further in on the attachment. And now I'm thinking differently. I'm just like. To see to see Tom Hanks slowly perish from this disease, I was just like, "Damn, that could that could be me." I was up all night, man. Philadelphia had me up all night. Um, what else? Saving Private Ryan, of course. Like that opening sequence, I was just like, "Your war is hell." Um, that was the first time I ever truly feared war like that. That was the first time I ever feared war like that. I was just like, yo, Saving Private Ryan opened my eyes up to the true randomness of warfare. And I was mortified. I was just like, yo, this, this, 
There's damn near nothing you can do in this chaos. There's bullets flying, people getting, how can you even fathom what's going on? And then just, it was it was carnage. I had never seen it like that. And I was just like, yo, this, this, because you know, when I watch other war films like Platoon or whatever, I was just like, well, it looked like you can kind of survive. You can kind of just avoid this, and, you know, kind of survive, yeah. But when I saw Saving Private Ryan and it was just utter chaos, I was just like, that's what was really going on. Yeah, man. But those are those are the the traumas. But let, let me get let me speak of the movies. You know. Uh let's get to it. We still battling black cinema, 90s versus the 2000s. We still in battle mode. Right? We got 1998 versus 2008. I argue that Black cinema was better in the 90s, especially for dramas. So here we go. 1998 versus 2008. Here's 98. Asterisk is half-baked a black movie. I don't think so. Um, but I'm I'm curious how y'all feel. I don't think it is. Okay. Senseless with Marlon Wayans. Is that a black film? Because it starred it starred Marlon Wayans and David Spade. I'm leaning towards now, even though we had a black lead, nothing, nothing about that movie was really black, black. Okay. So those two are out. Caught up with Bo Keen Woodbine. Ride with Malik Yoba. The Players Club with Ice Cube. He got game. Speaking of Jada Pinkett, woo. I got the hookup. Have plenty. Another asterisk. Is Dr. Doolittle a black film? With Eddie Murphy. We got two yeses. I got some no's. Hell yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, no, 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 no. It's kind of tied on the yes and no. So Dr. Doolittle is in limbo right now. How Stella got her groove back. Why do fools fall in love? Beloved. Belly. Down in the Delta. That's 1998. Okay. 2008. 2008 is slim pickings, right? First Sunday with Ice Cube, Cat Williams, Tracy Morgan. How She Move, little dance flick. Uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. 
College road trip. Meet the Browns. Miracle is St. Anna. Soul Men. Cadillac Records. So that's that's 2008. It wasn't that many to choose from in 2008. So who you got? 98, 2008. On the strength of the Players Club, he got game. Belly, even though it's a guilty pleasure. I'm giving it to 98. The the best of 2008 for me was Soul Man and Cadillac Records. Cadillac Records, I love Cadillac Records. But I'm going to give it to 98. I'm going to give it to 98. I even, I enjoyed Caught Up. It was a low-budget thriller, but I enjoyed Caught Up. I've never seen how Stella got a groove back. I've never seen Why Do Fools Fall in Love. But I did see I Got the Hookup. I saw the majority of Woo. Um... I saw Ride. I saw Beloved. That movie was weird. Touch my inside part. Um, but I'm going to still give the edge to 98. Because, like, how she moved, no. First Sunday was cool, but it, it didn't stick to my gums. Um, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins was a good time. College Road Trip, I don't even remember. I, I watched it, but nothing sticks. Uh, Meet the Browns was Tyler Perry. Um, Miracle at St. Anna was cool. It was a Spike Lee joint about black soldiers uh, overseas. Um, But I'm going to go with 98. Anyway, man, listen, patron saints, I want to thank y'all for pulling up in deep deep fashion. Uh, Thank y'all for co-hosting the show. Shout out to Amir on the ones and twos. I appreciate y'all. and uh, spread the word about verbal cardio, man. Tell your family, tell your friends. Don't forget to comment. Get the algorithms going. And uh, I appreciate all of y'all, man. And thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.